every four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, zero, ever Hello world, and welcome to the second one-year anniversary show of the Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden, joined always by my co-host Travis MCP. Space travel. And we're space traveling into another episode of Gadget Cast. Uh, this one in particular is, I think, the real one year, whatever. We don't know. We have Who officially cares? made it around the sun, and this will be officially one year. Whereas before, it was technically closer, but we still did not complete our journey around the sun. So now we have completed that journey around the sun. We have done space travel, and uh, it is the one year anniversary. And I hear, I hear, you know, a big part of the show, uh, you know these past couple of months has been Willie do and I'm seeing in the chat people are saying where's Willie do for the one-year anniversary is he gonna make an appearance and Willie do um, you know if you could just encapsulate what what do you think is like you know what does it mean for Gadgetcast to be at this I mean one year of podcasting that's a long time so Willie do why don't you take it away uh, what's your favorite thing about Gadgetcast yeah there's a lot of assumptions there oh well, uh, sounds like, uh, you know, maybe we put Willie Do on the spot a little bit. You know, maybe I'll ask Willie Do a simpler question. Willie Do, um, you know, are you are you hungry? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw Travis eating before the show. Did that get you really hungry? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Willie Do's hungry. So, you know, where do you like to eat Gadgetcast? Where do you like to watch Gadgetcast and eat food? Well, we got we to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of Willie Do, I think. Space hey, Max Weinbeck in the house. Space travel, baby, let's go. All right. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, it's one year. It's, you know, Travis, do you want to reflect a little bit on this one year? I feel like... I yeah, know. I mean, we've had a, we've, we've done a lot, to be honest. Um, the listenership is above what we wanted to accomplish in the first year, I think. Mm -hmm. Certainly, um, the, the people that we've had on has kind of... Uh, done um we've we've done some really great things and it's just been really exciting i think um this next year will be even more fun and more exciting and uh when we get the super show going which should happen here real soon the super live stream that should be fun and then we'll do some other fun stuff it's gonna be fun yeah uh honestly if i think back at it it's always hard to kind of judge yourself in the moment and it's the thing i always try and reflect to on my youtube journey as well like remember where you came from and it is true. If you think back one year ago when we were just starting this out, um, to, to think some of the guests that we've had on the show, like Renee Ritchie, like Mr. Mobile, like Luke Miani, uh, some big names there, uh, John Rettinger, uh, just rattling off a few. Um, it is kind of crazy to have all those people on the show. Willie Do, of course, uh, you know, who would have thought we would have started a podcast a year ago and actually have Willie Do on the show? Not Not this guy. So we've got we've had a lot of people on. We've had a lot of interesting conversations. Uh, the numbers are good, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna keep it going to the moon and and <laughs> and do some space travels. What we're gonna do, and it's Duke Miami, damn it! It's Greg. true, Duke Miami. Yeah, well, you know, and that that is the last good compliment he will receive from me. 
considering mm-hmm. it is one year. I'm going to be a little bit softer than usual. True story. Well, we know this episode, we got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the week. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, you either already know all the things uh, or if you're a true GadgetCast fan and Greg puts this up in time, you're listening to it before the official release of the iPhone 12. But there are, I think, one other thing that we want to go over before we get into that tasty bit of, which is probably going to be the vast majority of this podcast. Uh, I know, Greg, that you have a little something on your wrist you wanted to talk a little bit about, which is uh, it is not an Apple Watch. No. Well, <laughs> I still do have my Apple Watch on. So I have I have two things strapped to my wrist. Now, I don't know if this looks, you know, one isn't a watch. So I've been kind of doing this fashion faux pas, but I, I don't think it looks as bad considering uh, this piece of fabric I have strapped onto my right wrist. Uh, this is an uh, Amazon Halo. Uh, it's kind of like a fitness tracker. And uh, it does some other interesting things as well. Um, it does like this body fat composition thing where you get like into your underwear and have the camera scan you. I didn't do that yet. Honestly, I really don't want, uh, any, you know, any corporation, Apple, Amazon having pictures of me without my shirt on. So, you know, I'm probably not going to try that feature out. Uh, but there was one reason I really wanted to get this. And I, I don't know why, um, this thing can analyze your voice and it can tell you like, Hey, uh, at 2 p.m., you were you were being some really ne- you were being really negative and you were being condescending to someone. And judging your own tone of voice is extremely difficult. You really don't know how you're coming across to someone, how you're sounding someone, especially in the moment. And I was kind of like, you know, it would be kind of interesting to go back throughout my day and see: was I being positive? Was I being negative? Was I being confident? Uh, was I unsure? So. That's mainly why I actually got this Amazon Halo thing. And you can actually do like a live recording right now, which is I think is what I'm going to do for this GadgetCast episode. So I'm going to hit the start button on this and we're going to start analyzing my voice. And maybe we'll come back towards the end of the show and get like a full readout of how I sounded on GadgetCast. I don't know if that's interesting or not, but... uh, I mean, I'm interested. Right now it says I'm amused, interested and focused and knowledgeable and it keeps changing as i change the tone of my voice so it's kind of like in like this in like this little circle i mean i guess I mean, it does seem accurate i mean you were kind of amused and all the other stuff i guess can, can i mean it's kind of hard i don't know if people could see that but it's kind of measuring my voice and then if i you know if i start getting angry or something it'll i don't know it'll go down a bit but you can see it's mostly like neutral, which I feel like my voice is pretty much mostly neutral. So we're going to see if we can get it to the happy, excited part, or we're going to see if Travis says something that just really grinds my gears and I got to yell at the guy. And uh, we're going to get angry Greg. <laughs> angry Greg. <laughs> now I'm proud, elated, delighted, happy, amused. This is, this is, I don't know. We're going to see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, so you, but so far, why did you buy that, by the way? I, I bought it for the voice thing. I was very curious. I'm like, how is this thing going to analyze my voice? How do I sound throughout the day? It was invitation <laughs> only, so you had to apply to even buy it, uh, kind of like the Echo Frames or some, some of other more of uh, Amazon's more experimental products. Uh, and then when I got the email inviting me to buy it, I was like, well, it's like $60 during that introductory price. I think it's normally like $100. And I was like, why not? I, w- I would like to try this and see see what it does. Um, I, I obviously like the idea of fitness bands anyway. I'm a big fan of the Apple Watch. This does that too. It has a heart rate monitor. It tracks your steps. 
um, but it doesn't have a screen on it. So you have to go to the phone to see all that information. So it's kind of like one of those stripped down Fitbits. But uh, I was just very curious. I mean, this is Amazon getting into an entirely new product category. I believe this is really their first fitness tracking wearable device. So I was kind of, I was curious to see what, you know, what is Amazon's angle here? Uh, a lot of their products, it's very easy to figure out what the angle is. They, they sell you a cheap Fire tablet and they hope that, they that you use some of their services. Uh, with this one, it was a little less clear to me. I'm like, why is Amazon making a fitness tracker? Why are they doing this voice thing? Uh, why do they want to know my body fat? I don't know. So I, products like this are interesting. It didn't cost that much. So why not give it a shot? All right. See what's right, out there. Cool. Well, one thing you're not going to necessarily do that with if you're your average consumer and trying to save a little money is just give an iPhone a shot just because. Um, now, there will be a lot. The one thing I do like about what Apple's going to do this week is, you know, if the rumors to be true, and of course, depending on when you're listening to this, you will know for sure, um, is that the price ranges are going to be all over the place and really affordable, relatively speaking, for a flagship of this year, which is kind of cool. Um, they've been doing this over the last two years. Looks like they're going to continue this year. And it looks like this may be one of the most affordable lineups ever. Well... I'm actually going to press back on you on that. I actually, right. I don't think, I think it's going to be a big negative uh, on Tuesday. I think there's going to be a lot of negative reactions to what Apple is about to unveil. Um, now, I don't think that's going to carry across to the regular, average, regular everyday person, average consumer. Um, it's not going to apply to the everyday dads out there, but... Um, <laughs> They are going to release, um, we're going to talk about all these rumors, by the way, because I don't know if you saw that. There was a huge rumor dump. We basically know everything at this point. There's some interesting features that we haven't heard about for like the Pro lineup that actually, I think I'll probably stick with the Pro based on what I'm hearing, but we'll see. I was kind of leaning towards the Mini. Um, but listen, they're coming out with four different iPhones. They're all going to be 5G capable. That's great. But you're having, and I don't know, I would love to hear Prosser's thing on this, but I think the prices have moved up since John's initial 649, which I think me and you both thought, oh, wow, that would be pretty crazy if they got an iPhone out there for 649. I think it's going to be 699. Again, that's what the iPhone 11 is. That's fine. You know, um, still a flagship device. It's, you know, uh, it'll, it'll do well there. But I think what a lot of people in our tech niche are going to get really upset about is that's going to be for the mini. It's going to be 699, 5.4 inch iPhone 12 mini. After that, the price of the 6.1 inch iPhone 11 is technically going up by $100. So it's going to be an $800 device. And that's where I think you're going to get a lot of people going, oh, what's going on here? Apple's pulling one over us again. This was $700 last year. Why is it $800 now? I, I don't want the small phone, you know, especially people who review phones like us. A lot of them want the bigger sized phone. So... I think it's going to get a ton of negative reaction. I would actually be surprised if uh, after Apple announces everything, people are going to be like, you know what? That's a pretty good lineup because I really do think people are going to go, that small phone isn't for me. And then the one above it, it's $100 too expensive with 64 gigabytes of storage. Well, so what's the price lineup? $699, $799, $899, $999, $999, $999? Is that what they're thinking? No, uh, Six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, nine ninety nine, one thousand ninety nine. So there's no eight ninety nine, which is kind of weird. 
yeah. nine times out of ten, like there isn't a gap like that in the middle of the. But the the bottom two are just the twelves, right? And then the other two are yeah. pros, right? Okay. Yeah, there'll be like a two hundred. I mean, it'll be better than it is today. I mean, right now yeah. it's you go six ninety nine to nine ninety nine, and it's such a yeah. huge gap with nothing really yeah. in the middle. So it'll yeah. be better than it is. Uh, you'll have more options. Uh, people who want small phones and. God bless them. There really haven't been too many options for them for flagship devices for like the past three years. Uh, they're going to get that this time. And I think that's pretty exciting for them. But I just know the, in well, I don't know, but I feel like the initial reaction from people in our group are just going to be like, I don't want that small phone. And then you look at stuff like the uh, S20 uh, fan edition. And I think there's going to be, a, you know, and the Pixel 5, you know, maybe, maybe rightfully so, but I think there's going to be a lot of initial comparisons to that going, oh, these are six-inch devices, and uh, they're the same price point. Why is Apple trying to, you know, it's the same kind of same kind of talking points almost every year with, like, an Apple launch. I feel like, I feel like there's going to be some pushback there. And, uh, you know, again, the rumors according to this week, and I think John Prosser pretty much confirmed that, um, the first two available phones you're going to be able to buy is the 6.1 inch 12 and the pro so hmm. it's launching at eight hundred dollars and a thousand dollars so the 699 version isn't going to launch until november and then the hmm. bigger the max size version also isn't launching until november so that that i think is going to cause a lot of I just think it's going to cause a lot of outrage from people like us. Not not saying you are going to cause the outrage or me, but I think there's going to be a lot of talk about that. I don't think that like like most of the time it usually doesn't boil down to the average consumer getting all upset, right? They're just going to be like, "Ooh, new iPhones. Oh, I got to wait a little bit longer for for the one I want." That's okay. But there's going to be a lot of people going, "Oh, Apple wants you to buy these phones so then they can sell you the other phones in in a couple months." When when me and you know it's just because Hey, there's production delays. Things are really uncertain right now. They're trying to get these out as fast as they can. And I I just feel like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, they're trying to rip us off. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I really want to see how they um, how they kind of market this and how they discuss it in the release. Uh, Apple's been very slick this year with their um, presentations. And they make everything sound really cool. Like everything sounds amazing during their presentations uh, for uh, WWDC and of course the iPads and stuff. It was just, it was just really well done. They took everything to another level and everything made sense. And, you know, there wasn't really any bad kind of feedback from either of those presentations. My guess is this will be more of the same. They will figure out a way to spin it uh, and make you feel like, okay, this makes sense. And by the way, I, I probably won't disagree. Um, I'm going to I'm going to hit them on the head for anything that they they mess up in my video for sure. I'm going to yeah. you know I don't let anyone no passes here man. I don't care if you're Apple or Samsung. I'm not going to let you pass on anything. But I feel like um I, the mini is a really interesting decision. Because in order to make a new form factor that's so much smaller, you had to have done some data research and you didn't do it with the SE because there's not enough time between when the SE2 came out and this phone is coming out to be able to say, okay, we found that people like smaller phones. Let's go ahead and make more of them. They knew this beforehand. So this is probably based on older iPhone sevens or six S's or something that are still in use. And they're maybe assuming that people don't want to go. And I'm sure they've done tests and, and asked people and done surveys and try to figure out why aren't some of those people moving on? Um, 
And I suspect for a lot of people, which I, you know, I still see people using iPhone sevens and successes and stuff, you know, more frequently than you might think, Hey, they were built. Well, um, you're still supporting them with software updates. So it's kind of hard to, there's no planned obsolescence in it. Like you're sure there, there are much better phones out now, but most of those people, it still works. So they're not going anywhere. So this might be a way for them to go, you know, it's time for an upgrade. And we know that you don't want a bigger phone because you've had this phone that's of a much smaller proportion for the last four years or something. And you're just not ready to make that move. Here's something that's new, but same size-ish. Um, we'll see if it pays off. I I'm really curious how well this one's going to sell. For most tech people, and for me, for sure, I definitely would not get the smaller one. But it is an inch. Plus, the price-wise, it kind of even makes sense. So I'm interested to see how this works out for them. Um, I haven't, of course, now with Apple not releasing sales numbers, I'm really curious as how the SE2 has sold. Very curious. But um, yeah, so we'll have to see how they how they spin it and how they market it. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Uh, Apple for a long time was, was the company that kind of resisted the bigger screen uh, phones, whereas Android was making them bigger and bigger every year. And uh, Samsung back in the day obviously had the Note, and obviously that proved to be really successful for them. And then Apple actually followed them in making bigger phones, you know? Um, but there was probably a lot of fans back in the day who chose an iPhone because they wanted a smaller phone, and Android didn't really have too many good options for uh, phones in a smaller device. So... Uh, there's probably truth to that. There's probably a lot of holdouts. I don't I don't know realistically how many, you know, 10% of Apple's market share is technically a lot of people. Um, not You probably might not want to make a phone for 10%. Maybe you do want to make a phone for 10% of people at this late stage in the game where phones are kind of plateauing and you kind of want to reach the broadest market possible at this point. You know, four different phones, this will be their, I mean, it, it's funny because Samsung releases so many phones every year, but for four new iPhones plus the SE, this is Apple's biggest phone lineup in history uh, with more options for, for every type of person out there. Yeah, so I, I think wonder, you're right. I, I, I'm wondering also if I, you know, I'm looking at, um, there's a question about for I10, uh, iPhone 10 users. I do want to answer some questions because I think we'll see it in comment sections. We've already seen it in some comment sections. Um, what phone would you be on that it's now time to upgrade versus waiting another year. Now, I think anyone who has any of the 11 series, you hold tight. I think if you have a 10s or 10R, maybe even, I don't know about a 10, let's hold on for 10. 10s, 10R, you hold tight. From things 10 below, this is where it gets interesting because those phones are still fine. There's no reason to upgrade an 8 or a 10 if you like the phone. They're still great. They're powerful. They're going to work for a long time. They're going to be upgraded. Blah, 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 blah. Having said that, the the updates in the hardware and especially um, like battery wise have been really good the last couple of phones, but the camera has been improved vastly from the iPhone 8 series of phones to what will be the 12. So I wonder where is the line, Greg, in your mind where you should say, yes, it's probably time for you to upgrade because that question is going to be asked left, right and center in the comment section. Yeah, and, and it's a hard one to answer because honestly, I mean, I try and answer this way. Are you Do you want a new phone? Is there a bottleneck that your current phone, do you want to take better pictures? If you're trying to take low light photos with an iPhone 10 or even a 10s, it doesn't have night mode, right? That was a feature they only added last year. Um, so if that's a big frustration for you, maybe now is the time to upgrade. Uh, is, is, you know, 
The batteries on these phones degrade. Obviously, you can go get your battery swapped, but maybe maybe you're just looking to get a new phone anyway and, and, and minus the cost of adding a new battery. Um, trying to think what other sort of features you would even want. Uh, Performance-wise, I'm guessing iPhone 10 is still probably fine for most people out there. Uh, even, uh, well, the 8 has the same processor as the 10. So it really depends. You really have to face bottlenecks. Um, that being said, I think 10 is the starting point of where you're probably looking to upgrade. Um, if I was advising most people on a 10s or an 11, I probably would not advise upgrading. 10, you have a free pass to upgrade. You, you might not even need it, though. But anything below a 10 is maybe the time you might want to be looking for an upgrade. But it's still so hard because, I mean, you look at iOS 14, that's still running on the 6s and the original iPhone SE. So you still have the software update there. You're still running on modern software. So there's not even a need to go out really and rush to upgrade. Again, you really have to be, especially now, right? Maybe you want to save your money. Maybe now's not a great time to upgrade. Um, but you really do want to only upgrade if you see features that you really, really want and you think would actually be really helpful to you. And for a vast majority of people out there, it's camera. People want to take better photo. I mean, listen, we, we can come here and go, how how good of a smartphone camera do you really need? But don't forget, like these are like average everyday people taking pictures like their kids. They want the best pictures of their kids possible, right? So mm -hmm. if they're on like an iPhone 10, maybe get the iPhone 12. You wait it three years, that's a good time to upgrade. So there's another couple of interesting things that came out about, um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just a pro series or 12, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Some of the new shooting modes, and um, for the last couple of years or whatever, you've been able to shoot um, 4K HDR content. I haven't seen a lot coming out of phones on YouTube. I would love to see that. Um, but now I guess Apple's going to go one step above and look for Dolby Vision, which is an amazing thing. Yes. But this is a interesting. This is interesting to me because here's the thing. Now I have like a Dolby Vision supported television in my living room. Like I love HDR. I am all about that life. But I find it interesting that. Because you have to pay a licensing fee for that. So it's interesting that they went ahead and did that. And the majority of people, there's such a small percentage of people that are going to see that at all. That are A, going to use it. They probably have to turn it on. I'm assuming it's off by default. But even if it isn't, it doesn't matter. Because you need a TV that's going to support it. I mean, I guess the phone itself would. But it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, listen, I've looked at some content on there and, and it looks great. HDR content looks great. But never... Even in the HDR content I've shot on regular on Samsung phones that have it, does it look like the HDR content that you see on a television? I I don't want to say it's wasted. Listen, I I love that that particular technology, so I I don't want to say it's wasted, but it is interesting that that's going to go through. But like something like 120 hertz isn't going to make it. And you know, uh, John Prosser tweeted right before this podcast that one of the reasons that it's not going to make it is battery. And now I'm all about making sure the battery is the num is one of the number one things. You buy a phone, maybe not for, but that you really tend to want to upgrade from if your battery life sucks. Like if your phone battery life sucks, you're pretty life. It's slower or your battery life sucks. You're probably going to upgrade. Um, but this just seems like a weird addition. And I don't want to hammer them for a cool thing, but it's a cool, weird thing. Like, give me something else. The spatial audio, for example, is being talked about in the chat that was recently added to the iPod, the iPod Pros. Now that's cool. And by the way, you're going to get that. You're going to use that because if you have your AirPods in and you happen to be watching just the right thing, it's going to automatically work. You're going to notice that. My guess is most people are not going to notice that I Dolby visioned a 4K video of someone throwing up in a bar one night. You know what I mean? Like 
It's they going might. on Snapchat. I don't know. <laughs> it's going on Snapchat anyway or Instagram. Like no one's going to see that. So I, I, again, I don't want to hate. I, I use my iPhone 11 Pro for a lot of my B-roll. So I'm going to welcome it with open arms. It just seems like a weird addition because they had to pay for that. And I don't want, I hope that that, the amount of money that they had to pay for that is in no way bringing up the price of the phone. I don't need, not even a penny, not even a penny because I don't, we don't need it. I don't want to pay an extra penny for something I'm is not going to use. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, whatever they have to pay for the licensing and stuff, I'm sure it's not like a, like a giant amount to where they go. Well, we can't add 120 Hertz this year because we paid for this Dolby vision license. I just can't picture that meeting where Tim cooks in down going, well, yeah, we put in that Dolby vision. So no, but I mean, it's all part of the cost. I mean, everything that goes into it is part of the cost. Listen, uh, I had the complete opposite reaction, but that's kind of, you know, I, I love all the advanced video stuff. Give me the best video quality possible on the smartphone. But I get it. You're probably right that most people aren't going to. But, you know, after like four years and if they bought the iPhone 12, their video quality is still going to be great when people do have Dolby Visions and, you know, Dolby Vision televisions in all their homes. So it's the thing, right? People are keeping their phones longer. So maybe they don't even appreciate it the year they get it. But four years down the line all those videos they shot, eventually everyone's going to have Dolby Vision in their homes. You look at the upgrade path of like 4K TVs and you go look how cheap those are. Everyone buying a TV today is getting it in 4K. Uh, so I think in four years, everyone's going to have a Dolby Vision HDR TV. And that's you know, just the path. But let's look at this. First of all, so much content is now uh, consumed over the internet. We yes. still get viral videos of stuff that's going on that looks like it's less than 480p. Like what? Well, what year are we in? Phones <laughs> with 1080p minimum video capture have been out for like six years you, or something. You are you are you are smart enough. You know you know enough about analytics that it's content above everything. If the content yeah. is good enough on a 480p video, people will watch it. If there's but why a funny, is it 480p if there's in a the funny first video, If there's a funny video of, of someone like tripping in in. in 160p and it's funny you're gonna watch it because it's funny but why it's isn't it in 480p to begin with i mean damn it people because because they didn't buy the dolby vision phone six years ago <laughs> they're still using that phone six years later so in six years you're gonna be i'm so glad apple added the dolby vision i can see this guy in crystal clear hd <laughs> meanwhile maybe we're all in like virtual reality headsets like why is this guy using the iphone still but um no, I'm excited for this. I think it's good. I think it's a testament to that processor above all else that this cell phone camera is going to be able to shoot in Dolby Vision. Um, I imagine that requires a lot of just onboard processing power, especially for all the video modes that they're going to have to support. Um, so I think that's I think that's a huge win. We always get those questions. Well, who cares about the processor? These processors are too powerful for phones anyway. But these are some of the things you can start to do by putting in really advanced processors in there. It's beyond just the raw speed of the phone nowadays. It's all the advanced features that come along with it. And, um, you know, when I was looking at the the differences between the, the 12 and the Pro, right? That's a big deciding factor this year. What is the real difference between the 12 and the, and the 12 Pro, especially those two 6.1-inch size, right? They're the same size. They're both going to have... OLED displays, and they're both going to have Dolby Vision, which is interesting, right? Like, it's mm. it's a standard feature across all of them. It's not even the pro support. Now, w while we're on this topic of cameras, we should mention that it does look like the pros are going with, like, a better camera system than uh, the regular 12s. 
So obviously we know like wide and ultra wide are on the normal ones, and then the pros at a telephoto. Uh, for this year, that looks like it's being bumped up to four times optical zoom. And then the really interesting thing to me is the Pro Max is going to be a five times optical zoom. And apparently the sensor on the Max version, these are all rumors, by the way, nothing is confirmed. Uh, I, I read that it's going to be like 47% larger. So <clears throat> that's a different strategy from Apple. When when they called it the Max uh, that just meant bigger screen size for them. There was no other features. Just, hey, you want the iPhone? It's in this screen size or this screen size. When they used to do the Plus, those actually had different camera features. The Plus had two two uh, uh, two cameras. So it looks like they're kind of going back to that, separating the camera features, which makes sense to me because you have a bigger phone, which means you, you have more space inside of the phone to add more features. So I feel like jam whatever you can into that phone. It, all, it also costs more money. So it's nice to have more features if you are going for that top of the line uh, max version. And that's what, see, I was so excited about the mini this year, but I think, I think these camera features for the pro max are probably going to have me using that one uh, over, over the mini. And my guess is initially the 120 Hertz was going to be another differentiating factor, which uh, won't happen. So I think right. they're just minus one feature that would have made it a little bit more clear. Um, but regardless, I think the price is going to be the thing that that strips out a lot of people from it. And the people who are going to buy the Max are going to buy the Max regardless of what the difference is other than the screen size. Like for me, uh, I, w I would only get the Max uh, for screen size alone. And um, I'm on the fence about, rather, about getting it at all. I don't know that I will. Um, 11 Pro Max is doing well. I I'll watch the presentation and see if they convince me. Um, uh, you know, and, and it probably is my duty to get one based completely on the fact that I have a YouTube channel that, that talks about these things. But I, even I look at it and kind of go, I don't know, is there even enough difference for me? Um, and to be honest, my 90% usage of my phone, no, <laughs> for sure not. Absolutely not. But I'm a tech guy. Well, minus the potential amazing looking blue. I love the midnight green, but that <laughs> blue, that blue got my life right now. So, <clears throat> so that's, that's a rumor for the colors too, is that, um, there's going to be a blue for both versions. I feel like I feel like those iPad Air colors that came out, I feel like that's going to be the normal iPhone 12 colors, right? Like that lighter blue. And then for the Pro, it'll probably be that dark navy blue like the like the new Apple Watch. So, you'll have two different shades of blue. I don't know, would that influence your decision enough or would you just I have to go Pro Max? I would look I would look at it. I <laughs> I would look at it. I think I kind of want that dark the 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 renders that I've seen, which again are not, you know, I don't want to say they're not legitimate, but they're not official. Uh, made it look sexy, and I'm I'm all about that life. But um, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. Another thing we're going to find out during that, apparently, according to John Prosser, that we'll find out at the same time is the launch date of the iPad Air, which is kind of funny because the iPad Air isn't exactly anything that we haven't seen before. It's a slightly stripped down version of the iPad Pro, but people are so excited for it, um, waiting to be able to pre-order it. It is a weird thing that they announce something and have no date for it, and it's not like a brand new type of product. It is weird that they've waited this long to give any kind of launch date. Like, I don't understand this at all. What do you think? I feel like they had these products that they wanted to announce. Uh, they figured they'd do it at separate events just to kind of break it up a little bit. And I feel like now that we have waited this long that they didn't want to pull the trigger on the iPad Air until the iPhone 12 was announced because they're both A14s. 
They both mm. have A14 chips, and that's why I thought it was strange. I'm like, wow, they're really showing the iPad Air with the brand new chip, and we're going to be able to test it out before the iPhones get here. And I'm guessing Apple's like, huh, nope, you're not going to be able to test it out because the iPhones are going to come right alongside it. So mm. I'm, I'm guessing that was their strategy because, you know, uh, they're going to want to make a big deal about that chip again. And if we had these iPads in our hands, it's kind of they can't do that again. You know, it, people would already know the processing power there. So I think that's I think that's why they're saving it. Maybe there's um, maybe maybe it'll launch at that day. Like, hey, you can pick it up. And then that Friday, your iPad and iPhone will probably be shipping out the same time, I would guess. I can only speculate. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it is That actually makes sense. Um, I think, um, the A14, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago that they, you know, announced the new processor on something that was not an iPhone first, of course, because of all the delays and such, but yeah, I mean, and there's already been a, um, kind of a, a leak of the, the potential power behind this thing was a geek bench. I'm still more interested in the reality of something like a render out of LumaFusion, um, and some other kind of speed tests that some YouTubers do. Those are the ones I'm going to look at because those are actually practical. I'm not. I'm never going to run any of that other stuff on um, my iPad. I don't care what the Geekbench score is. I don't care. But I do want to know if it's going to save me time exporting from LumaFusion. That I do want to know. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the real world performance is of these things. And it'll be cool to have an iPad and an iPhone with the same processor out around the same time, both looking good. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like we know a lot about these phones at this point. Um, I mean. We basically talk about them for the entire year. How could you not? Uh, but the th the biggest open question for me is is the lidar scanner. It was on the iPad Pro. It really didn't do anything, and like it made augmented reality a like it made it better. But on an iPad, especially, I'm not. I haven't used that ever again. Besides, like the initial month where I want to test it out. That's what, you know, is that LiDAR, is that depth sensor going to make for more camera features? I think the portrait mode on iPhones needs a serious upgrade. I feel like it's probably, like, compared to its competitors, it might be one of the worst portrait modes out there right now. It does do some nice things, like you can preview the portrait mode as you're taking a shot. I don't like that on Android when you go to take portrait mode. There's no preview of it. You just kind of have to press it, and then afterwards it processes, and then it blurs the background. But when you're comparing something like a Pixel to an iPhone, Pixel usually does a better job blurring out the background. So I wonder if this is going to be a way for Apple to kind of leapfrog the competition, uh, maybe get a better portrait mode out of that depth sensor. So I, I really want to see some photo features with that sensor besides just using augmented reality. Again, that's only going to be on the Pro models. And depending on what they do, you know, they're getting a lot of information from that depth sensor. So they could potentially pull off some really cool uh, tricks with it. So I'm kind of interested to see what they talk about during the presentation uh, for that LiDAR scanner. I, I really hope they just don't get up there and go, yeah, the augmented reality, it's just like the iPad. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> not, not a, yeah, not a I mean, good feature. Uh, I, uh, so uh, listen, here's the thing. The, the tricks that you'll be able to do that they're going to show on a on the floor or i guess it's not on the floor actually there's no real presentation it's just like gonna be a video production super slick and all this other stuff will be great and a lot of the the one thing they need to fix and I, i've seen this time and time again i'm surprised they haven't been able to fix it by software i'm actually kind of blown away they have not been able to fix it by software is the edge detect the edge detection on portrait photo yeah. photos it is horrendous every single time it cuts off the side of my glasses or my ear every time 
consistently. So much so that you would think it's a software thing. Now, I'm specifically talking about the front-facing camera um, <clears throat> because that's just easier for me to use when I'm taking pictures of maybe myself or something. I'd have to try to do the same exact test um, with the rear cameras, but the front-facing edge detection is so bad that it's it's laughable. And I'm I'm trying to I'm hoping that if nothing else they fix that. I would have hoped that iOS 14 would have fixed it. It has not. So um, definitely something that they need to work on like soon. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah. I. Yeah. I think the iPhone portrait mode, I feel like it's gotten worse in a way. I feel like I used to not have these issues back in the day, but maybe my standards have just gotten higher with more phones coming out. But I feel like it's just gotten worse over the years, but it's probably just the same technology. And then you see someone else do it better and you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm always excited for camera features. Um, Pro models are going to have 128 gigabytes of storage for base. It looks like, which is great. That's, that's what it needs. Honestly, no one, mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of unforgivable before, but no one in, in 2020 should be spending $1,000 and not getting 128 gigabytes of storage, at least. Um, yeah. I would have liked for the regular 12s to be 128, but it looks like it's not. But it's a little bit more forgivable at the 699 price. Not even, you know, I mean, the Pixel 5 has 128, the, the FE has 128. So it's not even like completely forgivable, but it's not it's not a $1,000 phone for 64. So at least on the pro models, you're getting 128. And then um, it sounds like you'll be getting more RAM with, with the pro models too, which I think will be popular feature for everyone. So it, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see these phones in, in, in person too, because it is going to be a new design. Um, I really did like that iPhone 4 design. All we've seen is renders up until this point. Every time you see the render and then you see the final product, there's always a big difference. You know, like when you mm. see the renders, it's very flat and stuff like that. It'll be nice to see Apple's polish on these final designs. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be an exciting Tuesday. I think either way. Um, yeah. And obviously, we're both going to have videos out about it. Uh, yep. Greg's will probably be out before mine. So make sure you check out I'm gonna, the channels. I'm going to I'm going to try and be the fastest one. I'm going to try and beat Luke Miani. Uh, Renee, Renee usually takes a little bit longer, but Renee's are always like a thousand times more, uh, analytical and more intelligent than anything. The fast people try and get out. So I'm just going to take an edit of yours, Luke's and, and Renee's put it together and then say right after this at the beginning and just put it on my channel. Yeah. Uh, because at this point I, I can't, I don't know what's going to work. I feel, day, I feel uh, like, you know, if I'm being honest, out of all the Apple people on YouTube, I feel like Taylosive always gets his out first. So I feel like I'm going to steal his and then you can steal mine. Actually, you know what I just realized? In joking about that, I think I am going to do something just like that. Not exactly that, but something just like that. So be keeping an eye out for that uh, after the because I could go over the little specs and all this other stuff, but I... I think I just got a good idea. Okay, so look out for Greg as he goes over all the technical stuff. Renee's going to do that as well. And then watch me come in with uh, something a little different, slightly. <laughs> just don't copyright strike me. It's all. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, don't do that. Gonna be, Please don't this do is going to be interesting. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, should be a fun time. I'm trying to think. Uh, there might be some other announcements at this event. Um, Apple Silicon Max, I, I think it's like a separate November event, which is great for me. Three months straight of Apple events. That is just, you know, that is a kiss to the algorithm for me. So I, I'm loving it, Apple. Mm. Thank you. But um, mm. 
I, I think there's going to be a HomePod mini at this event. <laughs> I don't think, I think Prosser said the air tags aren't going to be there. The Apple headphones, which I do really want to try out too, are not going to be there. I'm pretty bummed about that. I'm like, come on, launch this thing already. Um, air tags. I really don't care about <laughs> like, like, especially now, like I'm home. I'm not really, I'm not losing much. Um, but, but this HomePod mini is interesting to me. I, I don't know if Apple can, can regain any space in this fight for home audio or smart, you know, smart speakers, right? Um, they were behind initially. They came out with the HomePod in 2018. Um, you know, I think most reviewers said it sounded well, but it was lacking in that smart speaker functionality. Like it didn't play third-party music services, right? Like you had to have, you had to have Apple Music. You couldn't put Spotify on it with voice commands. So I don't know if Apple even stands a ch- I would never count Apple out, right? You can't really count Apple out. But I feel like they are really behind when we've seen multiple generations of, you know, Amazon just launched a new generation of the Echo recently. It's in like the sphere shape. It actually looks pretty cool. Uh, Google just launched their runner-up uh, for the Nest Audio. Again, a $99 speaker. And one of the biggest sins of the original HomePod was that it was, you know, $350, I think, launch price. It was really expensive uh, for for these cheap speakers. I mean, Google literally gives away Google Minis. Like, I, like I was a YouTube Premium member, and one day I just get an email like, hey, here's a free Google Home Mini for being a Premium member. Like, these things get cheap, like, on, like, Black Friday deals. They're down to, like, $25. Um, which is why they've been able to succeed because they've been so cheap and so ubiquitous. $99 for a HomePod, that's the price where it probably needs to be. Maybe it can compete. I just feel like people have their speakers already. And I feel like Apple missed the boat here unless they can do, and this is this is where they can win, right? Unless they can really do some tight integration with the Apple ecosystem and it just solves all your problems if you're in that ecosystem. I don't know if they'll have anything like that. They didn't have it originally with the HomePod, but I feel like a $99 speaker that does some really cool things if it knows you have an iPhone or an iPad and Apple Watch, and I think maybe, maybe they can do something. What do you think? I don't see the point of this thing. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I do. Listen, I do. Um, But the, the reality is there's no point. I get they want to be everywhere and do everything. I just don't, I, I don't agree with them. I don't think they need to do it. You don't I think, think that you don't they think- can allow, allow Amazon and stuff to do that and, 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 and be good with it. They don't need to do this. Yeah. I, I don't see the point. I really don't. Like I never have. Um, for me, I, I feel like they are they're So they're doing the, the headphones. Right, they're doing the high-end headphones, which we've heard are going to be upwards of six hundred dollars. Unnecessary. Um, the the I get that they want to use it for Apple Music. I understand. I get that. But the money is made in Apple Music. It's not really made in the speakers and stuff. So give it the mini. Let's see what happens. If it doesn't, drop the whole damn thing and move on. Harsh, harsh assessment. Harsh. I was trying to be a little bit more upbeat, but Travis, he's not having it today. He's saying HomePod, HomePod Mini doomed. He's taking the he's taking the Viper approach here. He's saying it is unnecessary. It is. I don't. I'm not. I'm not you're, a fan. You're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, I do think, you know, 
they probably want to be in this space because it's it's a space to be in. They don't they want to keep doing whatever they're doing with Siri and uh, their privacy stance with it. But if they just release a speaker that is a me too product, um, you're probably right. It probably doesn't stand a chance of becoming the market share leader or really even making a significant dent in that market share. But again, I'm not I'm not the one to count Apple out. If they could tie in and do some really cool things with it, what are those cool things? I don't know. Uh, they don't pay me to make those decisions. But I could see something where if they do have some some really tight integration, um, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they'll do something. If you have an iPhone, maybe you'll be like, I, I need that HomePod Mini. I need it. I, I don't know what they could do again. I'm just saying that's. I feel like they have to do something like that. And they need to um, they need to open it up a little bit more too. They need to let they need to let uh, Spotify work on it. Yeah, again, the win for them is software. I, I I wouldn't care about the hardware. So let's stop messing around with that. Um, anyway, we'll find out more about that this week. I don't know, Greg. Should we? I don't know if we're going to be have an opportunity to do a podcast in the middle of the week. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um, definitely let us know. By the way, leave us voicemails. Weren't we supposed to have voicemails and emails this week, Greg? We were. We were. Uh, you know, I didn't see any. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, leave us stuff. After this big uh, Apple bamboozle, please do that. Uh, we got a lot to do, and uh, we, we want to do it with you. So l let's, can we make that happen, Greg? Uh, make an appeal, please. Um. <clears throat> We want your voicemails. We want your emails. We want all of your mail. Please forward that to our address at, um, well, if you go to our anchor website in the show notes, you can leave a voicemail. It's actually really easy to do. You don't have to call a number. You just press like a plus button and it's like, hey, record a message. It's very easy. It's not like traditional voicemail if that's what you're thinking. So go to the show notes. You'll find our anchor website. It's very easy to leave a voicemail there. If you want to send us an email, it's gadgetcastshow at gmail.com. Again, it'll be in the link in the description in the show notes. YouTube description in the podcast, the show notes. That's what they call it. So listen, uh, we're, we're going to head out, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I, as of right now, I don't know that I'm going to buy an iPhone 12. You're going to find out in a week if I'm going to buy an iPhone 12 or iPhone 12 Pro. We know that Greg's going to buy all of them. I, I may think, or may not buy one. I think I do have to buy all of them, which is not so, what I want to do. Uh, which but, is dumb. Well, because listen, the, the release schedule, it's all wonky. If they're really releasing them in like different months, I, I like, I want to cover the mini and the max, but I don't feel like I'm going to be able to sit out like two months of like iPhone coverage on my channel. I feel like that would be dumb. So I feel so, like I'm going to end up with all of them. Leave us voicemails and take a vote. Will Travis buy the iPhone 12, 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max? Let us know. We'll do a vote next week and see who is right. Anyway, uh, that was a great edition of the GadgetCast one-year anniversary. We appreciate you for joining us. Make sure you check us out on YouTube.com slash GadgetCast. All the other things, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see you next week. He's Greg. I think he's Greg. I'm Travis. We'll see you next week.